Hello, everybody. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 199 with freelance concept artist Paul Chedasson. We had Paul on the episode, and it was just really great to have him finally on here. I've been following his work for some time now, and it's been really great to kind of converse with him off and on through just the many channels of uh, online online messaging. And uh, he was kind enough to come on the show and talk a bit about, you know, where he comes from and the businesses that he's created and becoming a teacher and all these great things. So we, we talk about a lot of different things, um, kind of focus our conversation around his standpoint of being a freelance concept artist, uh, supporting his family, um, and also just his lessons that he learned early on when he was making a video game called Strike Vector and the the trials and tribulations of learning that and then um, going into becoming a concept artist and just his ability to learn and grow and his ability to really reflect on his, his own self and, you know, strengths and weaknesses and trying to find um, a way to constantly be growing. So there's a lot of really great lessons that I learned in this episode from Paul. And I think that there's some really great things for you out there. If you're a freelancer, or even if you're working in a studio or you're finding yourself in a position where you could be better and you know you could be, but you just don't know how to really flip that switch. There's a couple things that Paul has done that I think will help you as well. We also talk a bit about Paul becoming an instructor and he's got a really amazing class that I took that's over at Learn Squared. It's um, basically, it's very transparent about exposing all his trade secrets and the things that he's learned over time, which is really great. Um, and so we talk a bit about, you know, the process of becoming a teacher and um, making a class and all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, and then just the trials and tribulations again of freelancing and some really cool tips and tricks. So, um, this is a really great episode. I'm really excited to share it with you all. So this is going to be episode 199. Let's roll. so much for coming on. I know uh, I've been familiar with your work for quite some time. Uh, obviously, I really enjoy your art. And I remember uh, before we had spoken together, I think we've maybe talked off and on briefly through, I don't even know, they all blend together. So there's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook yeah, and all that stuff. So. I think just like fun, uh, fun message maybe from me, like, hey, it's, uh, it's cool, it's cool work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, um, you know, I think it's really important to send send love to people that are doing great work and encourages them to continue, you know. So it's uh, yeah, completely. And at the same time, it's something I really, I really enjoy your work. It's, it's, it's amazing looking. It's really beautiful. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate it. And then uh, I think we were talking about you before I had, I had left Learn Square. We had we had talked. Oh, it'd be so cool. If Paul would teach a class, you know. And so it's <laughs> cool. You went off and taught the class, and I took yeah, the class. It, it was great. I, it was awesome. There's so many things uh, that you taught there. Yeah, cool. It was a it was a fun experience because uh, I never did uh, any uh, any online course or any course like uh, at school. So it was a very new experience uh, to me. Yeah. And uh, and the very fun thing is you you learn a lot about uh, about yourself about uh, your process everything and uh, yeah it's a, I was a bit afraid when I started sure because uh, afraid about sharing uh, secret techniques and <laughs> of course yeah. but very quickly I just realized it was uh, bringing me in um, in a in a very different place where I was learning uh, much more and 
giving myself uh, much better because I was uh, filming and, and saying like how to do things. So <laughs> if you don't apply um, things for yourself, there is a problem. So it kind of it kind of uh, structure uh, uh, helped me to structure my time and uh, myself. So yeah, it was a very great experience. Yeah, that's great to I hear. Yeah, yeah, that's great to hear. I had the same. I had the same. Uh, life cycle basically the same thing like oh I don't want to do it or I'm afraid somebody's gonna rip me off or this and that and then you eventually you get past that and then you learn so much about your own habits and things being too once you have to explain what you do to somebody else you have to really break it down um, in a way and I think I know that before we had left or before I left we were really working on the process of onboarding and, and extracting information from instructors and so I could see it in the framework of your class which is really great because it it wasn't didn't waver or, or go all over the place. It was very specific, but at the same time had a good flow to it. So that was really great. So I really enjoyed it. So yeah, cool. Yeah, it it was really fun. Yeah, the fun thing is is when you start w- when you start it, you 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 imagine like student will um, understand things, and uh, when you release it, you understand. Oh fuck, I should have spoke about that or improved that, and you you just realize by what people show. Uh, yes. Uh, different things that what you were uh, imagining people uh, might do. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a good experience. Yeah, I, I love that. We always said that you could judge his classes um, like how good it was based on the student success. You know, because <laughs> if the if the students are succeeding very well and accelerating, that means that the class really communicated the ideas. You know. Um, yeah. Not that they just were be able to copy it, but that they were able to sustain it and make their own art from it, you know. So, and, cool. and, and another funny thing is, uh, I realized how uh, easy it was to just uh, do what I do. <laughs> sure. Uh, because I was uh, showing few uh, like uh, architecture, uh, um, some specific uh, uh, like um, architecture choice. I just, I was thinking like it took me like years uh, to be able to do that. But I just realized like just after, just following my course, people was just able to do a, yeah, very, very similar, super quickly. Uh, that kind of uh, show me, open my eyes like, uh, okay, you, it's maybe time to move on and try different things. Wow. That's a beautiful but, yeah. thing to be aware of that and to be but, open to the idea. That's great. Yeah. But, uh, and also evolve because, um, it's funny because when you learn uh, something, in the <clears throat> you can learn it very fast, but then you can uh, kind of stay uh, stuck in it. Yeah. And um, yes, it's good sometimes to realize you in a more objective way, uh, if you can, <laughs> of course, but realize maybe different, uh, different, try to different, uh, open different doors yeah. and see what you can learn from it. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a balance to find uh and uh, the funny thing is you may you realize it uh, i mean from the different period you have in your uh, art life uh you you understand things differently uh and uh, yeah <laughs> it evolved a lot yeah that's great and i think it seems like you have a good perspective on acknowledging your strengths and weaknesses and then um like kind of <clears throat> sounds like you have a good ability to disregard your ego and try different <laughs> things, which is good, right? I mean, because that's a kind of a, for, for most artists, and especially I'd imagine, I mean, ourselves when we were new at art, to hear these things like, oh, you know, to see people learning what you've learned over years so quickly, it'd probably be like, oh man, what the heck? But if you approach it in the sense of, well, it just means that I need to 
try different things and approach things a little bit differently or whatever. I think it kind of helps, mm. you know? Yeah, completely. But it's funny because the more I grow up and the more um, uh, I feel more open about um, <clears throat> all those things, uh, I, just, I, I recently uh, realized like when I was younger, I had much more, but by far much more ego problem, you know, <laughs> not sure. problem, but uh, like, uh, and, the, and the more you um, kind of uh, try to uh, uh, to push that those ego, you know, uh, that pop up uh, all the time in your life and the more you push it and the more you're kind of uh, objective um, with where you go and where you want to go. And, uh, you know, it, a, a good example for um, when, I, when I made this, uh, because I've made a, a video game company with few friends. Yeah. And uh, before doing this company, I was a illustrator and I was posting stuff on forum and uh, I was... Uh, I was good enough to get some job opportunities, so I was thinking, yeah, it's cool, yeah. <laughs> but when you stop doing art for like uh, many years, and uh, because our video game company uh, um, did well for a time and uh, just uh, collapsed uh, um, like uh, two or three years ago, I just had to realize, okay, I need to come back to freelancing, do some uh, illustration, and, uh, and it was very easy to realize like I wasn't, um, uh, I wasn't in the game anymore. Like, uh, I mean, uh, my um, illustration capability was, uh, the, the level had increased so much, like for four years. Sure. I wasn't doing anything. Uh, I mean, it was easy to be objective about it because a uh, um, few years pass. And, um, and it's maybe harder to realize that when you're still practicing, like you don't have any outbreak, like for multiple years. But when you have uh, this kind of break, you, it's maybe maybe much more easier to realize like you you're completely out of the game. <laughs> sure, that's good that you had that that revelation though. And things do happen so quickly in our, in our industry. Um, new tools yeah. are surfacing every day. Um, there's just so much to learn, and and people are so hungry from around the world to to succeed and grow and and build. And it's it's kind of <clears throat> It's a very unique part of our industry, which I think is really great. But at the same time, it's like, man, the longevity, like what happens when you get really old, you know, and it's hard for <laughs> you to learn so rapidly, you know, maybe you learn faster or smarter, I guess. I don't know. But no, but I think I think it's uh, uh, it's easy to um, uh, I mean, to be um, forget to be forgot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like if you don't practice for a few years, you're just out of the of the industry. But if you just came back and practice, uh, it can you you know you can just come back uh, very fastly, I guess, because uh, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, kind of uh, scary to come back uh, after all this year of uh, having run a business, and uh, I, you know I wasn't artist really anymore. I was just uh, doing paperwork and <laughs> all the stuff and. Um, Yes, it's uh, it was scary, but at the same time, I had like no choice. So uh, I was just uh, yeah, I had a big pressure during this period because uh, um, yeah, when when your company just um, collapsed, you you just need to to find money uh, anywhere you can. So I didn't have that much option option in front of me. So coming back to art was a, a good thing because I, I still love it. And uh, yes, it's uh, yeah, that's great <laughs> though. Of, life experience <laughs> sure yeah so you went off and made a video game and a company and then it didn't go as well as as obviously 
and then you went off and then <clears throat> took that experience and then you went right back into art after four years after not doing it and it kind of shocked you then is that what it we, was we, we we did a with a story of our companies um we released uh, two games uh-huh. and uh i think we, we released the first one in 2014 so it was uh, the golden era for uh, indie indie video game company and uh uh, we did we did quite well with the first one, but uh, usually in video game it's more like uh, you have a huge success and uh, like uh, no more problem. You have all the money you want to do any game you want, or you just don't sell anything. But sometimes some games just sell enough to have the potential to do another game, and <laughs> and we were in this situation. So uh, we we sold far enough for four people. It was uh, it was really really great. Like you couldn't expect that much. Um, but to to um, uh, but to um, to produce the second game, we were like kind of uh, just have low budget, um, and we wanted to work with a few companies to improve uh, to raise the bar. You know, like uh, we're going to have a cool logo, cool menu, a cool a- anything much better. Yeah. So we spent a lot of money by working with um, like professional uh, graphic designer and all the stuff. So the game cost much more than the first one, but it just sold nothing. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's life. But uh, we we know why it's, uh, it didn't work. Um, I think it's good to be aware about um, because in video game, for example, and I think it's similar with uh, illustration. Um, everything con- connect related to uh, digital is uh, it's evolved like uh, in a matter of months or years. It's completely uh, transforming. Um, yeah. Everything is moving so fast, so you have to uh, you have to be aware about everything. And uh, w- one of the example uh, is um, when we were um, preparing our first video game. So we did like um, a business plan, uh, everything like uh, game design. We were um, uh, like what the price uh, Steam was um, uh, using at that time. So we said, okay, we are going to launch the game with this price and we developed the game for a year, and after a year, like we sold the game at the price we said, but in a matter of a year, the price completely changed and transformed uh, on Steam. So we were like super expensive just ah. a year after, you know. <laughs> sure. But so it's uh, very important to be aware about, uh, uh, but where you are. So even if you have uh, like you're working a lot on your stuff, uh, it's still good to like keep ahead uh, out of your work just to. Be sure you're not going into a, uh, a war, you know. Sure, see what's going on out in the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That's a bummer, but at the same time, yeah, I've heard a lot of crazy stories about video games and video game development. Same with like movies and stuff as well, because it is changing and transforming so so fast. The marketplace is shifting so quickly, mm. um, and there's so much commerce happening, but it's happening at such a rapid and crazy rate. Um, but at the same time, it is possible, and there are success stories that work really well. But they're much smaller, I think, than people realize too. So, mm. um, it's yeah. funny because now you, I mean, when we started doing our game, uh, the f- the very cool thing is we, because movie cre- doing like a blockbuster movie, you need a thousand of people, you need uh, people who build the set, you know, everything. But yeah. Uh, Developing a video game, you can actually do it like almost yourself, or uh, because you don't have to build uh, any set, bringing any actor. You, ev- everything is uh, removed in a video game. You can uh, you can buy some uh, 
for a very cheap price some um, human model you can animate it uh, yourself we did everything ourselves because it was possible sure but in movies it, I, I'm, if you want to like put the bar at uh, like releasing a, a movie yourself with a, like a blockbuster uh, quality you, you still can't but mm -hmm. um, it's uh, tough there, there is great example of that with, uh, have you, you know, Kangli, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, they, that, um, they did um, Hoken uh, like uh, years ago and they were like just six people. Yeah. And they were like, everybody was thinking like they are like an army. <laughs> there is an army behind, but no, they were just like uh, six or eight guys. But it looked like they were hundreds. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's crazy. But I, I'm, it looked like we, we we are getting closer uh, with movies, uh, yeah. Because uh, you can you know bring character like super realistic now. Um, uh, if you do the animation, I think to do it yourself it's maybe hard. But if you're smart, like for example, what you do with Epoch, where you you don't have character, you just uh, put some environment, some spaceship, you know, things that are not too complicated to animate. You know, for example, yep. I think you can start to do it like many things yourself. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's a cool thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really important. I think it's all about just it just comes down to basically what what it is that you want to do and finding a way to make it happen in some way. But yeah, some things are harder than others. And I think it's easy for people, myself included, to get lost in that idea that, oh, I really want to do this, uh, this film or this movie, but blah, it's going to be this. It's going to be so hard. Blah, blah. You know, you have to just be very aware uh, of what it is that you're making and what your resources are, you know, um, mm, completely. Yeah. Cause if you're not, then you're really going to, you're going to be stuck in a situation where you're not going to be happy because mm. it'll never be what you want it to be. And then you're going to be left kind of like, ah, oh, man, like I wanted to have this thing happen, but yeah. <laughs> and it didn't happen the way that I wanted to. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to start shifting my efforts towards, um, like video games more, um, once I finish up a couple things this year, I'm going to start shifting into video games because I feel in my own personal opinion that video games, interactive art and immersive art is going to be more or less the future. Cause if I look mm. at the evolution and how long have you been in the art, art realm for, how long have you been doing art for? Uh, you mean when I start working or when I just, yeah, start, uh... I guess professionally <laughs> we'll say professionally cause I imagine you've been doing art your whole life. Uh, no, <laughs> no, Okay. I started like uh, when I was super young, but I just stopped for my entire life. And I just get back when I saw like some Ryan Church uh, stuff. And, uh, okay. But I, but I started, um, my first job was, uh, I think, um, 2008, I think, first freelance job. Okay, 2008. Uh, That's not too long yeah. ago then. Uh, yes. I, thought, I thought you'd been in the game for a while now because your art. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, it's still, uh, I feel... Um, Super young in the industry, but I, I realized like I am <laughs> already working for ten years now. So it's, uh, yeah, it it made some time. So yeah, sure. But well, but video game is really um, uh, it's funny because it's kind of getting super close to the movie quality uh, yeah. in terms of uh, visual, but it's super easy to um, uh, put your hands on it and um, do things yourself. And uh, because uh, I I don't. Are you familiar with Unreal Engine? Yes, I'm actually that the the uh, the other one, um, uh, Unity. I'm making a video game with them next month. Oh, yeah, so awesome! I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's, but uh, I don't I don't know if you have that in Unity, but in uh, Unreal Engine you have all the blueprints, which is uh, 
kind of node-based um, uh, things where you connect box together and you can, like, let's say if you bring a, a 3D asset and you can uh, make it move yourself. Yeah. It's like programming, but you, like, you're not a programmer. <laughs> ah, so cool. it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, and everybody can use it and it's hard, like everything at the beginning, but uh, yeah, I know a lot of people who, who do like, uh, they are not programmers, but they, they prototype their things themselves and then if they found like the money, for example, they they give it to a, a, a programmer who, who will make it awesome. Yeah. But everybody can put his hand on it and that's, uh, that's super smart from them. Yeah. Both of those companies are super smart from what I've seen because the way it works is like, oh, it's free to use and learn. But then once you start making a profit, you share it with the company. It's a, it's a very, very smart um, mm. way to do it, I think, because just the way that it works too. And um, yeah, but I've heard about that with uh, Unreal Engine. It's so funny because people are so tribal about the programs that they use. I wanted to talk to you about that because people were like, oh, use this or don't use that. That sucks or whatever because of their own experiences. But <laughs> you use like a program that I use that is actually kind of rare, I think, for a lot of people. It's getting more prevalent now, obviously, but we both use 3D Coat and we, I love 3D Coat. Um, it's powerful. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's powerful. But I, I've tried to use like, um, uh, VR and I was, uh, I still, <laughs> I still feel better with 3D code. It's so fast. So easy. it's looked like, uh, when you, you use it, it's looked like Photoshop. It's so easy. Yeah. I just use like, uh, the same four or five tool and that's it. Um, uh, it's really, it's really great. Yeah. Uh, it gets a bit I, I heavy, like, but it gets yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, but when you have like a lot of GPU card, it's uh, it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it handles pretty well when you use mm. it properly, and you use Octane as well, which is cool as well. I yeah, use Octane. O o Octane is mind blowing. I, every time I launch, I launch it, I'm still like uh, blown away by the the lighting and all those things. It's just uh, yeah, they're just amazing. Use a standalone, which I think I should maybe try to use the standalone more. I use it in mm -hmm. Cinema 4D, and I think it's not as uh, steady, like it's not as stable. But mm -hmm. I think when it comes to making images, I think that Octane does an outstanding job. Once you start to go into production, I've, I found that it would fall apart a lot more, um, just basically break a lot, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But I could I, just be me too, so, but... I, I did. I, I heard. Uh, I, I'm not sure about that, but I heard it was a bit faster with a standalone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but you have a lot of control with the standalone. It's really amazing. I, I haven't. I haven't tried Cinema 4D, so I can't tell uh, anything about that. But sure. uh, you you just need to. Uh, yeah, there is like small trap at the beginning. Like you you don't understand anything about it, but once you you just like um, uh, you you just success the, the first step. It's uh, it's super easy to use and. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool because uh, before when we, you were like using uh, uh, Unreal Engine three and like older engine, uh, it wasn't real time like that because uh, Octane you just move the light in real real time. It's look beautiful. It's super easy. But but before to to reach that level, you you couldn't you couldn't even have it with um, real time engine. And, yeah, um, I think that's a big shift, and um, that's why I, I I've been to um, Octane Wonder. But uh, yeah, I, I remember when I uh, my first job when I was um, working uh, at uh, Don't Know Entertainment. It's a video game uh, company based based in Paris, mm -hmm. and we were working on the Remember Me at that time um, using uh, Unreal Engine three. So it was uh, like uh, ten years ago, 
and they were at that time you had to put like every uh, it was like spotlight you you place all over the scene sure and there were no like uh bone slight <laughs> yeah no it GI. was just yeah no nothing like that so you had to make it bring some light that can make it feel like bone slight but it was just not looking that realistic yeah pixar and, movies uh, early pixar yeah. movies yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And uh, I remember like they were like a um, massive release uh, uh, with um, Unreal Engine and they were bringing, um, I think it was called Lightmass and it was uh, basically uh, very new technology and the very beginning of uh, um, bringing uh, bounce lighting and skylight, all the stuff, but without having to place things by uh, yourself with uh, your hand. Yeah. But everything was generated uh, uh, like automatically. It was uh, it was looking so uh, incredibly much better, and, uh, and it's crazy. Like um, because I still uh, feel it was like uh, yesterday. But uh, now we have Octane Render and all those things that do amazing things. I can't imagine what we will have in uh, like ten, like next ten years. It's going yeah. to be. Uh, going to be crazy <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to that it's going to be real time uh quickly i think it's going to be real time um uh, ray tracing <clears throat> um, volumetrics everything is going to happen in real time and it's going to happen and calculate so much quicker so i think the scenes that you see in octane are going to be what we see in game engines you know there's going to be yeah. the, the math <laughs> and, and the, te- the hardware and the technology is going to be there fast enough to make it happen so um the fidelity is going to be there so yeah, we're we're to a point where it's it's close, but it's you still have to wait for renders, which is kind of unfortunate. But it's only going to get better. Um, going to have it's basically, I think it's just going to be um, as close as we can get to the human experience visually. I think it's going to happen in the next ten years, because if you look at the ro- the, the, the 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 range of success in the past, like the elevation, like how fast it's is growing. Yeah, in ten years, I believe we're going to be in a different place. Which is also really important to, to understand and try to figure out. Oh, where do you where do we s- sit as artists? You know, how do we mm. how do we retain uh, value in this world? You know, um, things are automated almost. You know, um, and what's your thoughts on that? Like, well, how do you ma- maintain value yourself in this world uh, of uh, like, rapid change? It's a, it's a bit odd because uh, I'm uh, I've recently shifted, you know, because uh, shift of uh, software. Uh, because uh, I think two years ago I was still doing um, photo bashing and just uh, painting everything. And uh, I recently, uh, like two years ago, I started using 3D codes. And a year ago I was starting uh, using um, uh, uh, Octane Render and uh, like six months ago Blender. Yeah. And uh, I still see like, uh, because I've been... uh, um, learning new software, uh, I see the big uh, improve in my work. So <laughs> I was uh, kind of thinking almost the opposite, like that um, uh, software is uh, really make a big difference when, uh, but I think it, it's working when you have like foundation, maybe that's uh, what you say is uh, uh, when you have things already uh, that are not connected to uh, software or I mean, uh, the technology is like almost you could paint things like in, in a paper or draw it yourself. Yeah, but, but you still uh, have to have your mind and your ideas. I think that's yeah, the, yeah, completely. That's the but it's funny because a, a thing I've been learning from my course and is um, to plan things like uh, like since uh, I, I think I released it like four months ago. Sure. And before I wasn't writing any idea with uh, pen and paper. I was just thinking and. Uh, <laughs> 
and uh, doing doing it when I, I sing about it or when I have not forget it. <laughs> yeah. But now every, almost every like maybe two days, sometime every day, sometime I forget for a week or I don't have time. But um, like when I'm uh, in my bed, like uh, before sleeping, uh, I just have my um, little uh, little sketchbook. Sure. And I just write uh, some idea. I, I have a lot of art book, you know. Um, uh, a sketchbook or something? Pho- photography book uh, reference, you know? Yeah. I uh, just uh, write some idea and uh, then I do a very small uh, drawing. Not like a beautiful drawing, but just like uh, shitty things made in 10 seconds. <laughs> sure. It's just, but the purple is not to do like a cool line drawing. Sure. But just to just to bring an idea. Yeah. And uh, the a very memory. funny thing. Yeah, completely. And uh, I just realized I was forgetting like uh, 90% of those things when I don't write it. Sure, of course. And every, every time I open uh, this book and I, fuck, I forgot that. Fuck, I forgot this one. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. I had this one. I was kind of stuck <laughs> with this idea. Yeah. And I kind of connect it with another one I've made like uh, two months later. I can connect things together. Yeah. Um, I think that's helped to... Um, uh, bring you some value maybe yeah. uh, it just not depend that much about the technology but um, uh, but it's, it's kind of a, it's, a, it's a balance to find a, it's not necessarily easy but uh, I think I, I was um, making my my video game helped me a lot to bring like um, uh, some um, direction in the art style I wanted mm-hmm. uh, because you it's a personal project you do for years and years, and uh, uh, you forget everything about um, about uh, what can be around in the industry, and you kind of close in your own world. And uh, I think personal trying to do personal stuff is definitely uh, bringing you um, uh, taste and uh, maybe value, uh, yeah. because you try to do something different, um, not necessarily like very different, but at least you try to add something to something who does exist. And and I, I always try to uh, bring an idea, even if it's like to do like a Star Wars homage or anything, I always try to, let's say, for example, I want to do like a Star Destroyer or Death Star. Yeah. I need to try to add something more to it, not just do, uh, uh, the, because everybody can do like a Death Star today. Uh, if you use a proper tool, um, uh, it's a proper technique. You can every, everybody can do it, but uh, uh, by no exists. I try always to bring something more, you know. And uh, I think having this little book, uh, like I can write idea. Like uh, I don't know if you've seen, for example, but I've released a, a kind of a Death Star artwork recently. Yeah, the blue, the blue entry. Yeah, the, the <clears throat> blue and orange. And yeah, uh, looking <clears throat> at it right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I had this uh, idea written in my little book. Like, uh, I want to do a Death Star, but I, I will wait to have the the good idea added to it. Yeah, and just by reading this book, and uh, like, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to do like a what few book weeks is this later. Again? Sorry, what book is this that you're talking about? I just uh, a little sketchbook. I have. Oh, so yeah. your sketchbook of your memories and your notes. Yes, yeah, exactly. your thumbnail sketches. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've, seen, I've seen like Blade Runner, I don't know how many times, but there is this uh, little <laughs> in, intro of the movie where you see all the solar pa- panel, you know? Oh, the newest uh, from, one, 20, yeah, the newest 2049. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking, yeah, there is, the there is cool, cool things about, about yeah, yeah, the eye. The eyes, the solar <laughs> and, eyes, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. And um, 
And I wanted to do something about that. Um, so I write this idea and when, then when you go back to, you see other page and hey, that could be connected to this Death Star. Or, but yeah, I just, writing things I think really uh, help, um, uh, you know, keep your idea, uh, have better idea maybe. And just not have an idea at a, a, a moment, but uh, you can always improve it. Even if you're not painting on it, or even if you don't do it in 3D, you can still think about it. Yeah. Whenever you open this book, you still, oh, yes, I had this idea. And yeah, sometimes you just have like a flash, like, yeah, I could add this. And just a few seconds, and you improve your idea. So you can make another sketch with, uh, I don't know, a different angle, adding the idea. And, and uh, yeah, so I think it's a... Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, doing this course really helped me to um, uh, make me made me more efficient. I think, uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did I you? think making in a like in a, um, having a sketchbook is super important for the way that our, our minds work. You know. Um, do you have a sketchbook? Oh yeah, well, yeah. I have, I have two books. I have um I always have like a moleskin sketchbook where I put all my basic ideas. Mm -hmm. And then I also have uh like that's where I do all my <clears throat> thumbnail sketches and it's not you're not supposed to draw nice drawings in here for me. It's not like that. It's like I, I thumbnail all my movies and stories and ideas out and it, and then it gives me ideas to come back to. I do all my book layouts, my website, everything is drawn in here very roughly and then I have another book where it's where all my lists and stuff are it's where I keep everything like concise and focused on and, and all that stuff which is really important um, <laughs> and that's that's the trick really it's it's the um, it's really the trick of um, balancing getting your ideas out keeping them relevant and then going through it um, mm -hmm. I've gotten to the point where I've been doing it for so long that I don't lose any uh, of my ideas anymore normally because I have such a practice. Now it's more or less like, how do I ha make enough time to do them all? You know, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, now. completely. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good thing because you always have like so too much things to do uh, than not having any idea. Yes. And I think it's much better because you you don't you know you don't have time and and uh, for example I, I do my picture much faster because. Uh, I just want to do uh, more of them. <laughs> sure. And uh, instead of just having one in my head and then just waiting, uh, what can I do next? And sometimes it takes weeks to have an idea or maybe you had the idea but you didn't write it so you just forget it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and uh, another thing that uh, I found um, kind of efficient uh, is, uh, for example, you, you do, like for example, say you, you do your movie, um, or for example, I, I just uh, do a picture, and instead of saying, "Okay, it's finished," uh, even if I like show it, uh, post it on my website or any anything, and I just say, "Think, okay, this is finished," but how how can I make it better, or how could I make it different? Because uh, it's it's almost like you um, you do something, and be before doing it, you don't have any idea about how it will uh, end. But when you do it, you, you see the final result. It's like um, uh, there, there is a, a great game I've been playing, which was a very great example about that. It's a, a Kerbal Space Program, uh, which is a very funny game because you, 
you, it's a simulation of uh, of the NASA. Like you, you have a very uh, very small alien because they don't want to <laughs> to bring human, and uh. you just build your own uh, your own um, um, uh, spacecraft. I don't know how do you say that uh, rocket booster. Sure, uh, like but it's supposed ship? to be yeah. So it's supposed to be super realistic. So you build it yourself. It's super accurate. Like uh, it's used a lot of physics and. Uh, it's very realistic, so you bring any element uh, where you want. So the first mission you have is to uh, just try to go into uh, the sky, you know, just launch something and you go into the sky, but you launch it yourself and you pilot it yourself then. So it's very tricky. And the first thing is you just crash uh, it, or it just explodes at the, when you press the launch button. Yeah. But as far as you go, you can start to go into uh, like uh, space then you try to go into orbit and it's uh, it's a lot of uh, um, practice and mistake and you learn things and you practice and you try new things but you need to 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 try it before um, to realize if it's working or not yeah and i think it's kind of same thing for uh, like if you do a, 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 an art piece is you do something and uh, and uh, you can it's, it's good i think to give a chance to make it evolve after that, yeah. Even if it's the same idea, and um, that's something I think I've learned with. Um, I think you can learn from any video game company, any movies. For example, you, you you're going to, um, um, like for Stray Victor, for example, the first artwork we did, uh, we have been working like a year on the same level uh, we had in the game. And the first artwork and the last one, else, you you don't see the connection anymore, almost because it have evolved a lot. It was the same, the same uh, place, the same location, but just by trying to improve all the time, you got a new idea, you bring a new element, you, know, you, you completely take another direction. Um, and I think it's, a, it's great to always try to improve things, even if you have finished your piece or a movie. Uh, maybe it's longer for a movie, but yeah. Always try to, to have a, a, an open door uh, to anything you do. Yeah. That's really good, though. I think that approach actually makes it so that you can connect with, you know, um, like evolution, basically, because so much of art is about evolving, um, mm -hmm. evolving yourself as a person, evolving your art and then evolving your language and communication and ability to communicate as well. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it's great to be to be able to um, execute great things. But it's at the same time, it's also really important to you know to evolve your ideas into mm -hmm. i mean because at the end of the day let's say if we were to use a hypothetical like instead of just making i mean i'm just gonna i don't know maybe this is not the goal for everybody but instead of like say for you like making an illustration or a, a, a like a graphical representation or a two two and a half d image or a, like a um you know, like a rendering of something, what if it was more or less like you could go in that place and you could explore and, and you can make it very quickly as the same amount of speed and time that it would take you to make the work that you do now, you know, which would be really cool. I mean, that's ultimately where we're going to go, right? Instead of just, you know, like, let's say I'm for Epoch, for example, like, instead of just making that curated experience, there would be the curated experience, but then there would also be the ability for somebody to go completely into it explore it and so it's not just like a a little film but it's actually something like of an experience you know so <laughs> it would be crazy but it's, it's coming so it's almost there because uh yeah. when you're inside uh, yeah you're playing vr and um and uh, you're playing in a video game it's it's 
you know, if you if you can connect that to Octane Rondo, for example, I mean, if you have like a 20, uh, 20, 1080 <laughs> uh, GPU, uh, you, you, it's all, I am sure it's, it's almost there. Um, just, uh, living in these movies, uh, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a matter of time. I think, mm. um, you know, it's just a matter of time. And I think I really believe that's the future really. Cause it's evolving. Cause like, you know, it's like, uh, drawings in the olden days, you know, I was like, uh, out in the desert and I was looking at here, uh, like hieroglyphs and stuff, old drawings on like rocks that are chiseled and stuff. People from, you know, a couple hundred years ago would leave imprints on the rocks basically. And then those things, you know, they turn into what we do now, you know, if you think about it. And so <laughs> yeah, much of the, funny. when I was at the, I went to Paris and I was at the Louvre, 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 Louvre. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm never gonna try it. I, I understand you. <laughs> yeah, but now I was at the Louvre, Louvre. Yeah, no, it's almost that. Okay, I got it. I nailed it one time. Um, but when I was there, I was um, looking at all the art, and so much of the art was designed, bought, and paid for by the church to spread the gospel of their religion, right? Mm -hmm. And now the religion of today is like consumption, like objects, items, um, big companies, Google, Apple, all that thing. So you see what's producing a lot of the art now. But when you go past all that, when it's really about the art and experiencing art, you know, it's going to be really interesting. Mm. You know, it's almost, it looked like the same thing, like before, as you said, uh, it was for religion artist was working for but now it's uh, it's for entertainment uh, almost <laughs> yeah but it's funny because recently i was saying yeah we're we are not artists anymore uh, because those people were doing uh, like amazing painting but i just real i just forgot like they were just uh, uh i i not i think almost of, of the work we see like at the louvre all of them were like uh, rich people who ask like can you paint me uh, can you pay this landscape for me? I don't know if there were like a lot of uh, personal work, um, uh, super famous, like at the Louvre, for example, or little bits. Yeah. But yeah. it was mo mainly for the church or for like rich yeah. patrons. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, impressionism, uh, I guess it's a lot of personal, uh, like if you see, if you have looked to the work of, um, the work of uh, Claude Monet and yeah, of course, those guys, it's looked like a lot of personal work and, um, that's really That's when the art kind of evolved, didn't it? It's, it was mm. like, oh, instead of re rendering your face exactly like a photograph, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to um, show you what I see in my mind, you know, or, <laughs> or how I paint things, or how I give you an impression. Which is, I think, in in my opinion, that's when the art form really started to. That's when art really started to become something unique in a, in mm. my mind. Like, I, it's not to say I don't know. I'm not in complete awe and appreciation of these massive, beautiful paintings that are basically, you know, like, like a, I, I always, when I sit down and draw, I just go like, man, I'm the, I'm the world's slowest printer, you know, <laughs> like I'm so slow, you know, <laughs> then, and then I think like, oh, how can I make this faster and better? You know, that's why I don't draw as much anymore digitally. Cause it just, it just doesn't interest me as much as it used to, you know, it's like 3d is so much more powerful. Um, because of the idea of how it gets you to places. But what I was saying is, um, and this is probably something that's connected to 
um, um, Benjamin Bordeaux. He is like a, he lives in, he's another French artist as well. I think he lives in Paris as well. Benjamin who you said? Them? I think how you pronounce his last name is Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Bord uh, <laughs> I don't see. Uh, maybe you should write spell it to me after. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a piece that um, we did together. So I was out in Japan and I shot all this footage, and then uh, we had talked about it. Here's his his work, Benjamin Bardo, B A R D O U, um, but he is really awesome and. Um, I put it in the chat in the Skype thing, but um, ah yeah, I've seen I've seen that yeah yeah. So when I look at the work that he's doing, it reminds me of impressionistic paintings and stuff, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's digital really and it's moving, mm. you know. So it's almost <laughs> like I wish that we could show Monet this mm. stuff because it's that's what I'm getting at here is that we're talking about the future, but the future. If we were to look back at Claude Monet and say, "Oh, that's cool. It's a painting. It's beautiful," but then I go, "Well, look at this Claude Monet," and then he'd be like, "What the heck? You know how it's <laughs> it's moving? It's all everything. The impressions of of the of the colors are moving and shifting in space, and so it's like that." But now, what will it be like in ten years? It's just always a topic I like to talk about because it's so important, and and it's it's really important not only just because for the community, but at the same time for us individually. Um, to re remain, um, you know, a value to have value to the community and oh. everything, you know. So, yeah, I think it's definitely something to you. You, you need to work on. That's something I, I always care about. Uh, that's why I do a lot of personal work is to always be sure I try to do my best to to have some value, some value. Yeah, <laughs> but it's don't mean I have some. But that's that's kind of my goal, you know, to. Because especially I don't live in uh, in LA, I don't live in London, and yeah. I just live I in that's France. Good. You know, <laughs> makes your art, it actually makes your art better. I think, to be honest, I don't, I don't know, but it's I, um, so. I um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, uh, the reason is, is you have to work twice as hard in your mind to fulfill uh, that insecurity that you're not here where everything yeah, is. Yeah. You know, so I I know I've, I'm going to miss a lot of things. Uh, so yes, I just need to to yeah to work. Uh, I, I think it's a, an, an additional pressure um, where uh, why would people give uh, give me job, you know, uh, instead of, uh, you know, there is a lot of very talented guy in uh, in US or and especially today there is a lot of lot of artists now. So, yeah, I'm always taking care about, OK, I really need to keep practicing, uh, uh, doing personal work so I can get better and so I can still live in France, you know, because I could. If one day it's working less well for me as a freelance, uh, I could go or at least try, you know, <laughs> to go in U.S. Uh, I know it's it's hard today uh, because of Trump and uh, his uh, government. It's really not easy, I, I guess, to go uh, in U.S. now. But uh, I always have this uh, kind of uh, escape door. Uh, I know I can come back maybe in a company, but uh, as far as I can try to stay in France because uh, I have a daughter and. I, I want my uh, my uh, father and mother to be able to see, you know, to see her, uh, see her uh, growing, you know. Good. Yeah. And that I really want to keep uh, keep this life possible. So that's a good challenge for me is to okay. I want to do that in my life. I want to I want to to work in cool uh, video games. Uh, I want to work in cool movies. Uh, but I want to do it from France. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's not an easy task, but it's a, it's a it's good possible. it's a good challenge. I, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's more work. Uh, I think so. I always need to. I think. I, but that's a good good motivation. I think. Yes. It's, uh, I. It's not. Um, I, I. I take a lot of pleasure to do that. Uh, because uh, I like. I like my work. I like to paint. I, I like discovering new things. So it's a, I think it's almost like a, a good reason to push myself. And uh, I think it's good to have uh, something to push yourself um, like that. So yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, pressure is really good. You know, I, I'm a big proponent. I believe in pressure. I believe that you need to have some when art, when the art doesn't have pressure, um, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't think it really resonates it's a, it's a, it's a real shame because that means that if you really care about art and you, and you want to be the best, that, that basically means that your entire life, your entire <laughs> career, you're going to have, um, frustrations and strife and stuff. Well, unless, in, unless you hit to a certain period where, um, you know, you become like Mobius or something where you just kind of, you're able to create but, a, a, maybe, abundance, but I imagine he probably had lots of struggles too. So. Mm. But maybe it's uh, I I don't know if, if everybody have pressure. I I believe I have um, I have pressure. But like for example, if you're Moebius and uh, uh, you know they, I am not sure they were like ton of illustrator at that time. So uh, maybe that was uh, another uh, motivation that was uh, driving him. I don't know. But I would be curious to to know about that. <laughs> was he like super uh, still having a lot of pressure all his life or? Did it evolve to something else? Uh, I'm super curious about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know, right? Never know until mm. we actually would have had a conversation with him. But he seemed to be, I mean, yeah, I know he had a family. And I know families always, for artists, can always elevate the pressure too. So mm. yeah. Yeah, how, yeah. how old is your daughter? Uh, she's uh, almost three years old now. Oh wow! So and, new baby, uh, new baby. Then yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a little girl now. She's uh, running everywhere, speaking a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. that's uh, it's really. But it's funny because uh, the time where my company, uh, my video game company, uh, collapsed, and the moment where I, I got back to freelance work was the moment where my uh, daughter was about to to born. So I think that was a. I, I think that was a kind of. Uh, uh, like this pressure, I didn't really understand it. I, it was uh, like uh, maybe uh, um, how can I say that um, survival uh, mode, <laughs> sure. where things wasn't really uh, objective. It was more like uh, okay, I really need money, but I want to do, uh, I want to work in uh, for video games as the illustrator or movies. So yeah, it was big pressure from the the day to um, like. Uh, the day we realized the, the company have to, we have to stop working for it. It was like uh, the second day. Okay, I, I need to change my uh, life and uh, now. <laughs> so yeah, it was a, uh, it was a lot of pressure. So sure, but it uh, it makes you evolve, I guess, because um, I have cool project now and uh, yeah, I, I I have the chance to work in a, a project that uh, really. Um, uh, teach me a lot of things and I, I'm excited, excited about. So, yeah, yeah, that's key though. That's awesome. That's great to hear too. I mean, you have to have that, you know, I think it's important there, because the thing that you don't realize affects your art the most is the things that you just don't really put time to think about, you know, mm. 
but the, uh, but I see having experience or whatever it might be, where you live, how you live, um, your diet, <clears throat> how much physical activity you get, all those kinds of things have a have a huge have a huge toll, a very important part of who you mm. are, I think. But but I think having children, um, uh, it's really uh, it's funny because I'm much more uh, motivated since I have her because I know I have far less time than before. Yes. So <laughs> if I want to make it happen, I. I I just need to yeah, sleep uh, a bit less or just organize my time uh, much better. <laughs> and the funny thing is I'm, much, uh, I'm doing much more stuff and, uh, since she's born that, uh, than before. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's why so I meant by kids because that's how it works yeah. with kids. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah. Kids will do that to you. They'll make you also because you realize that you're not just taking care of yourself anymore. Mm. But there's a whole other uh you know, person that you have to take care of as well, which is, yeah. And if you go to the challenge, it makes you even stronger because you can, you know, work towards it, you know, making sure that you're making time for them and then you become very conscientious of your time. And same thing with, I think what you're saying when you evolved as a teacher, like you realized, you know, having lists and thinking on paper has significantly changed your game and your ability to do more work basically. So, mm. yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's exactly mm. how it works for me, too. But I, I've learned also because um, uh, when I was uh, telling you, like I was uh, listening all your podcast. <laughs> oh, OK. And I was listening the one uh, um, with Vitaly, especially. And oh, okay. uh, he was telling like how organized he was. And I was, yeah, that's super smart. And, and <laughs> I, I, so since like three weeks, I, I try to organize myself much more. <laughs> yeah, and it's really it's really working well. I'm I'm doing I found like uh, two hour or three hour to do personal work uh, almost every day uh, yes. before like uh, one hour when I whenever I found the time or and I just realized I was losing so much time for nothing and um and I think it's a uh, yeah it's good to organize especially when you're a freelance guy yeah uh, freelance artist because when you're in a in a company uh, everything is set for you but it's yeah. super organized if you think about it like. Okay, you arrive uh, like uh, nine in the morning, twelve uh, thirty. You go to lunch. For um, two p.m. you come back. You know it's super organized and yeah. you do a really great job because you yeah everything is set up. But you, you don't you don't have the choice because uh, otherwise you <laughs> you're fired. But um, when you're doing everything yourself, it's uh, yeah it's not easy to uh, to set up rules. Uh, uh, especially when freelance is a good argument to manage your time as you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not going to work like this week. And <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, uh, and I find myself much more organized now as a freelance artist, uh, compared to when I was an employee. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Um, that is helping you? Like, what are the things that you're doing? That's helping you control your time better. You have a certain practices. Cause I know Vitaly's, podcast if you're listening you haven't listened to that one that was probably one of the most powerful ones just because Natalia <laughs> is such a beast but there's a lot yeah, of I, important things there but I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not going that far off uh, like sure. <laughs> yeah it's super simple it's just like almost like employee uh, uh, time you know okay so I have like a little paper uh-huh. with uh, like the, um, the, the from the time I'm in front of my desk with uh, like a coffee or tea or whatever Sure. And I need to, I need to be uh, like at this time, a specific moment. I need to be in front of my computer, and to start doing uh, personal work like for uh, an hour and uh, and a half. And then uh, I stop and I just 
jump to email and uh, and uh, just check like if I haven't missed anything. Especially like I work a lot with uh, uh, U.S. company and uh, I usually usually when I receive the email, it's in the morning because they are, they are sleeping already when I wake up. So I I check my email uh, just after my personal work, and then I just have like a yeah, some specific uh, um, hour like I set up, you know, for myself, and uh, I just follow it, and it's super. It's 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 a, like a very small uh, uh, achievement, you know, and uh, it's a, I think it's a good thing. Um, it's really helped me, and uh, uh, my, I I spend my um, I find my day much better like that, and and uh, more organized, and um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's, but, it's uh, so yeah. much better too, because then you can navigate all these things too. So they yeah, don't become yeah. this abstract thing. It's like you've locked it down. I think mm. freelancing is 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 amazing. I've been doing it for eight years now, or maybe mm-hmm. maybe more. Um, it's really amazing. I love it. I think I have the same situation as you. I mainly do it because of well, I live where I live because of family, and that's you're you're in Paris because of not Paris, but you're outside of Paris. Um, because of yeah, a family two hour two hour from paris so it's very close <laughs> yeah that's not too bad and i just say i'm in san diego even though i'm an hour away from it and like two hours mm. away from los angeles too um but i live here because of family so and, th- and then at the same time freelance is, is we we have no choice <laughs> we have to freelance you know so yeah and i think that that elevates the pressure to be better because you have to be relevant and you have to be as you basically have to have work and be standout enough to be like a company, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have to be so much, you have to be so much better than you normally would if you could just hide in a job, like a nine to five job, you know, not like people <laughs> hide in there too. Cause there's definitely ways of accelerating in a, in a place where you can work, you know, what are some of the things that you miss about, um, not, you know, not working in a studio? What were the things that you yeah. wish that you had? Yeah. And I think you learn so much from, um, from people, you know, yeah. Uh, like you, for example, I've been working in this uh, video game company. It was my first job, and I, I've learned everything I had to uh, to know to to know um, to make my own games. And uh, because, like, especially when you start, I think it's uh, it's really cool to like to learn from people. Uh, you know, your first day, you don't understand any any word of people what they are talking about, and. After a few months, you just understand everything, and you just uh, refresh you so much. And I think it's uh, it's almost like uh, super inspiring. Like when you work with people you really admire, admire. Like uh, I see like the um, crazy team, like with uh, Fausto uh, De Martini and uh, and Ben Proctor. All those guys are just. Uh, I think when you work with those guys, it must elevate you so much. Uh, because they are, yeah, they are the, the best guys. So it's super, uh, I think it's a, it's, you learn so much with people uh, that elevate you. Yeah. And that the, the bad part of being freelance is nobody will uh, help you, uh, <laughs> not help you, but nobody, I mean, you will not learn anything uh, as easy. You know, you have to, um, yeah, to search things yourself. Almost like just silly thing, like your your Photoshop is not working anymore, and oh, you're just alone. Yeah. You know, so much time and, on that stuff, man. But uh, I just I've spent like eight months having uh, like problem pressure with my pen tablet, <laughs> and uh, a, a friend just saved me. Like I uh, like he just 
eight months later, he just showed me how to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if I were in a company, it would have been fixed like in a matter of 10 minutes. Sure. But, well, I've lost, I've lost eight months with shitty, <laughs> shitty <laughs> problem like that. Yeah. Having that kind of support is really important. I think that's why it's another reason why we had created learn Square too, is because it was like, we were all starting to become little islands, you know, separated, mm not all we weren't all working at a big company when i first started coming up in the industry it was like the the goal was to either make a company or work at a company mm. now it's like you can become your own company by just doing it yourself but there's a lot of downsides to it and that one you said is perfect that's why i'm really big on having a strong network you know the podcast is a really important part of that network mm. this, but it's so good it's so important to have a support group of friends that you can call mm. on rely on and that can help you and yeah completely yeah <clears throat> yeah, completely. Help but, one another. Yeah, I have like um, two or three f- friends. I, I I speak like almost daily. Uh, there is a uh, Eitan Zama. I think you yeah, might know. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. His work yeah, is so he, good. he's really yeah super talented guy. And uh, have uh, Florent Lebrun, which is a really amazing artist as well. Yeah, and few other guy like uh, Timothy Rodriguez, but um, uh, few other guy. But I think it's super important to share with. But I think it's. Uh, not necessarily like importance, like more like uh, it's natural. You you need you need that because you're alone in your in your office and you. I think it's just like uh, uh, human nature need to express uh, things uh, or just talk to someone. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that's and that's part of why it's important. To, that's why I do the podcast because it, you get kind of crazy, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, because it's it's important to definitely have those outlets and have people that you can connect with and mm. communicate with. Because if you don't have that, it gets really kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really it's really cool what you have done with the podcast, podcast man. Oh, thank I, you. Yeah, yeah you done like uh, almost two hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you might be episode one ninety nine, and we have uh, episode. 200 right after that i think so yeah yeah it's and it's also like um it's it's like you don't get anything in life unless you work for it so it definitely does take time and effort and andrew and i put a decent amount of time and effort into it but yeah i think um it's given me personally my own life so much so so much value you know Mm -hmm. um just because of what it offers me personally so i really love it and i think it's really important but it's i think it all ties together um for like a for an artist that's isolated it's really important to have a network of friends and people and, and to be curious and constantly mm. asking questions and stuff so i think it's pivotal <laughs> you know <laughs> to have this um and to reach yeah, out to other it. artists and to share things and stuff so but but those kind of podcast on uh, because there is a lot of uh, youtube channel uh, yeah with a lot of people uh, sharing things like on movie on everything uh, yeah it's, crazy. it's really really crazy you can it's Everybody can be uh, very close to um, a more elevated um, uh, vision or uh, connected to very interesting uh, things that can elevate you. Uh, I think it's super, super great. Like it's almost like we're going to all be much more elevated and uh, sensitive to a lot of subjects, you know? Yes. When, for example, like all those movies, uh, like there is a lot of um, channel, uh, YouTube channels that just... Uh, break down uh, how like Kubrick would have done this or how Spielberg <laughs> would have done that and yeah. it's just like uh, everybody can have access to that so I ju- was just showing like yesterday to uh, with my with my wife like uh, like a French guy who would do really cool uh, really cool breakdown of uh, movies and uh, we're watching like uh, what's Jurassic- his channel Jur- called 
Ah, it's, uh, um, le, le faux soyeur de film. <laughs> oh, damn it. That sounds yeah, way too crazy to spell. <laughs> yeah, I, Is I, it a French, French guy channel? Yeah, yeah, French guy. Ah, so Yeah, yeah, but maybe there is some subtitle if you if you want some, I yeah. guess, because he's uh, he's super famous in France. So, oh, okay, and there's a um, yeah French language uh, community. He's like a critique. And, uh, he does critiques and stuff. Yes, but it's uh, also like showing, uh, you know, like Mike Hill does, uh, you know, yeah, um, the Terminator oh, yes, and stuff. Yes, it's almost uh, yeah very similar to to that. Sometimes it just destroy movies. Sometimes it just say like this movie is just beautiful. And, but almost the time it kind of break down, like, uh, like for, the, for example, we were watching the um, uh, Coppola uh, uh, Vampire um, Dra- Dracula. Oh, yes, Dracula. Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. you learn so many because oh, w- yeah. when you watch the movie and you feel like something uh, strange uh, happening and it's working, but you can't explain why. But it just show you what what uh why uh why does it affect you and all the uh all the homage you know uh, of uh other movie uh a lot of old films in that movie yeah. yeah but you know like 10 years ago i almost nobody or at least i just no <laughs> me i didn't know about it but yeah uh, nobody would be very um um aware about all those things and uh, it's, it's good to to see to have all those things that explain a lot of different subjects, you know? Yeah, I think it, I think it helps. It's also really interesting because I do the same thing. I watch a lot of these guys on YouTube and some of them are really great. And some of them are they're kind of annoying for me personally because they go so far into it. And it's like um, there's a thing with art that when you're making art, when you're creating it, you, you, you know this, is that um, let's say you say you, you make a piece of art and then you, you're in the process of making it and you're, and there's all these like serendipitous moments that happen from an appraisal or just like a massive uh, list of experiences that you've had in your life where every Mm -hmm. decision that you're making in the painting is derived from your life experience. Then you go years later and somebody randomly comes upon your art and goes like, Oh, this is because this and that. And then they start applying their own identity and their own life and their own values and their own thoughts and everything on it. And then therefore it becomes, it's, it's basically what we're looking at is people evolving their own art form via watching mm-hmm. and looking at things. So sometimes it's really great. And then sometimes I'm like, man, I think you're missing the mark completely here. Or you're looking too far into it. Like I think Kubrick is a perfect director that people fall so far into. Um, and, and definitely he has a lot of um, like hidden things and, and very suggestive. He's a suggestive director and there's a lot of layers to his movies, but I think people go so far into it where it's like they're become conspiracy theories almost, you know, <laughs> and it's very annoying for me because I'm like, I don't think you're on to that. I think even so I, I know this firsthand is so Mike Hill did the Terminator thing. Right. And so I know a couple of directors that know Cameron. One of the directors sent the video to Cameron and Cameron is like, wow, this is crazy. And he's like, I wasn't even thinking about any of these things that he's talking about. <laughs> You know, so there you go. It's, it's you know? funny. Yeah. So, so Mike Hill thinks that Cameron is completely cognitive of all of these decisions, mm-hmm. whereas with with Cameron, is he, he? That's what the brilliance of his art is. He doesn't think of it like normal people would. He just makes oh. the art because it's his yeah, life experience. That, you know, that's when maybe you master something. You don't really think about. Her. Yes, it's more, almost like you're drawing and you 
you just don't think about anything. You just uh, follow uh, yeah. follow what happened. But yes. the the good thing about art is just uh, uh, it's just open to every uh, uh, every uh, feeling about uh, anybody. You know, yes. like uh, painting. Uh, uh, let's say like you just drop painting, and all, maybe everybody could have a different feeling. Like if everybody would have to write a story from, like for example, Hepok, uh like ask to five people to write what could be the story about, and I'm hmm. sure it would be like five different stories and uh, yes. what but, it could be about, and that that's super that's super funny, super yeah. exciting. Well, that's the key, and I learned this lesson from Fincher is that once you you make a piece of art and you release it a movie or whatever, once you release it to the public, it's no longer yours. It becomes yeah, completely. the property of the public. Yeah. And that's what I mean by these, the, the YouTube specialists and stuff, you know, like because of what they do. And some of them are really great and very relevant. And some of them are really annoying for me personally. Cause I'm like, ah, I don't think so, <laughs> but that's just me. And it, maybe it's just me being cynical, but yeah. Cause they, even with the epoch, people have such a polar reaction. Some people are like, this is the most brilliant thing I've experienced. And some people are like, this is horrible, you know? So it's like you get a, a total spectrum, you know? Yeah, but and, uh, every, for every, everything you will do, uh, it will going, uh, some people will just uh, love and some people will just don't like it. And that's, Yeah, uh, well, that's a that's sign of something that's good, though, I think. Yeah, completely. Because it should, uh, not all your art should be loved, you know? Um, and it should be, basically, for me, it's like I'm trying to find a tribe of people that I connect with. Mm. And I'm making art for us as like a voyage, basically, you know, so um, in a sense, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're making a cult, an art cult, you know, so <laughs> and then yeah. we're all, all going to fly off into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in video game, it's a, it's a lot about, uh, um, yeah, people appreciation. And um, uh, it's funny because when we release our game, <clears throat> we, as you said, like it, we just realized when we press the launch button, launch button uh, we saw like people playing it and we just realized, okay, we, we, we just did our best and now it's people, uh, it's not our game anymore. It's no. just people yeah. game and, and you see people like saying it's a fucking shitty game ever. And you <laughs> see some other people saying, ah, fuck, it's so funny. <laughs> and you see a lot of things happening around, um, around it uh, i guess you have experienced the same thing with your movies but it's uh oh yeah it's yeah. It's, it's good to f to see that and um yeah and, uh, because there is a reaction and some people will remember this like uh, in 10 years in 20 years uh people will think about it and sometimes speak to you uh you know a very funny experience i had is um multiple time i i met some people who, who knew uh, our game you know uh, uh like for example i was uh, going to print some um some game, um, um, some uh, some piece of paper just because we're at the PAX uh, East, you know, it's a big convention for video games. And, and I was printing, asking to print the, um, the paper, uh, Strike Victor paper, and uh, the guy was saying, I know that, that stuff. What, what? And he was, yeah, I'm playing the game, yeah. <laughs> so hmm. he was uh, giving me like a discount and everything. And, hmm. But it's really fun when you meet people like you don't necessarily uh, know or friends that don't know you have done these things but sure. they just talk to you about about this hey i've i've played this game you should play it yeah, yeah i've made i made the game what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny yeah it is and it's i mean because that's what happens i have a remember i remember when i think about this i remember 
growing up pretty young and then I was listening to a certain type of music and then I was introduced to Radiohead for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I never heard a music I, like a, something like that. You know, I never heard Tom York's voice. I never heard like song progressions like it. I was like, what the heck is this? But I, I mean, I grew up with a pretty open minded to music. I just wasn't introduced to Radiohead. So when I first heard it. I was like, what is this crap? I hate it. I guess it's horrible. <laughs> Turn it off, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then flash forward a couple of years once I allowed it to like seep into my subconscious. This was one of my favorite bands. There's certain songs about them that I really love. So when I see somebody that like would go and interpret my art or somebody art and they're, they're very abrasive against it. Oh, this sucks or this and that. I go, ah, okay. Like you're, you're just evolving through the process, you know? Mm. Um, Yeah. You might not ever love it, but you, but I know that if you really, um, if you, I have to try to not take it too personal, basically that's Mm. what I do. And I remember that part of myself. So, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, sometimes you're not ready to, to see something. Uh, yes. For a great example was, uh, I remember watching Ghost in the Shell uh, 2, um, the anime. Innocence. The official, yeah. yeah, Innocence, the first Brilliant. time. And I was, yeah. and I was hating it. Me too, <laughs> me too. First time I watched I was, it, I'm like, what I, the hell is this? Completely hated the, the 3D rendering and all Same. those things. I was completely, ah, I don't like that. And I even didn't finish it. Yeah. Same. And I, same. I don't know how, but a few years later, like maybe five years ago, I just rewatching because oh. I had nothing else to watch. And <laughs> I was, fuck, this is crazy. Yeah. And it was super interesting to realize, like, I wasn't ready for it. Yep. That I whole loop ready. scene at the end is insane. Yeah. That whole loop scene mm. is insane. Yeah, we weren't ready for it. I think it was a piece of art that came out a little too soon you know it's like mm-hmm. a 2001 space odyssey when it when it was released it was total failure you know oh, really? blade runner was a big failure too oh yeah 2001 was a huge failure like it didn't oh, shit. I, I mean it only started to take off because of like it would really it would show at colleges at night so all these oh. kids would be on lsd or like on smoking <laughs> weed and they'd be super high and they'd go you know blast through mm-hmm. the freaking the universe basically and so it became like this cult classic amongst college students and that spread that way um but in regards to studio and all that stuff it was a huge failure because it was so <laughs> it's such a unique film you know there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of people still to this day do not like it and i don't blame them you know like because it is a unique film it took me it mm-hmm. took me years to appreciate it and the more i watch it now i'm like oh, wow cool like i get it it's very um, bespoke and, and you have to appreciate directors like that because, uh, I think, I think if you make a film and it's instantly loved and stuff, that's great, but it's also good to have people not like it because that means that there's an evolution process that comes with the process of, of people consuming your art, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's basically thing. some movies that we'll talk to, uh, not just one generation, but, uh, Multiple. like, uh, half, half a century, like, uh, maybe yeah. a century, maybe more. Yeah, because Kubrick's films are still relevant today. And think about all the movies. I mean, there's so many movies being made and have mm. been made that are completely f- lost and forgotten, you know? Mm. Totally, like, I mean, people just don't remember them because they didn't have any kind of point to be remembered of, you know? So, mm. But a lot of yes. relevance comes from all these YouTube people, too, talking about the same things. And that's like kind of another annoyance, too. Like, But, yeah, but I do appreciate, like, I think Kubrick is, has a second wind right now as a director, <laughs> you know, like he's, there's so many um, people analyzing, critiquing and, and, and digesting his, uh, his work now. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's funny because I, I remember watching Blade Runner uh, the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a kid and my my mom was uh, had recorded, you know, on the VHS. Yeah. And uh, I watched it the first time. I was ah, I I don't feel good watching it. <laughs> I, super dark. I, I'm just a child. I just want to play uh, all this you know, video game. I don't know. But the weird thing is, I didn't I didn't forget about it. I think it's still like uh, have. Um, I still have to think about this movie. Even if I didn't really like it, it made something. It uh, it dropped something into my uh, myself, you know. And I guess I I'm not sure, but I think I've still watched it like every year, every two year again, until like uh, maybe ten years ago. I started to really appreciate it. Yeah. But uh, and I, same, I, I would same for me too. It's movies like our Legion today, but uh, when you watch it the first time, it's not necessarily uh, no. a good experience. <laughs> no, same. I mean, it wasn't like the first time I watched Empire Strikes Back, you know? Mm. First time I watched Empire Strikes Back, I'm like, holy crap, this is crazy. The yeah, odd thing about... It's dark. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I just loved that film as a kid. I still watch it and I enjoy it. I, but I, at the same time, now I watch like... Uh, I really like THX 1138. Have you watched that movie? I watched the beginning, but I didn't finish it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's another film that's, it's, it's again, it's one of those things that we've been talking about that when you first approach these films, you're like, what the heck? Uh, or it's because you just haven't experienced it yet. But then it's like wine or something or alcohol or something. You like the first time you you encounter alcohol or something. For the most part, <laughs> for most of us, we're like, ugh, what is this? Yeah. Um, but then once you grow a taste and uh, a palate and or cheese or something, you know, some kind of food that's kind of abrasive or unique. But then <laughs> the beauty of it is its unique profile and its uniqueness. And that's really, in my, in my mind, that's where the biggest value comes from, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I get the most value from it. So, um, but yeah, you, with your, with your art, it's, um, you use a lot of really interesting colors and stuff. Can you talk about your color decisions and why you choose to do certain colors? Because obviously with your art, it's all about scale and, and textures of scale and massive, massive scales basically. But then you have this, <laughs> these really beautiful kind of like, um, like FOSS style hits of color. Um, how do you decide where the color needs to be? And do you decide that in your mind in the thumbnail sketch or do you discover it through the process of going through the journey? I think it's, I guess it's more, uh, because, um, when I was starting working at, um, don't know the entertainment, uh, mm-hmm. like 10 years ago, uh, we were making like, um, it was the, the, the beginning of the believable trend, you know? Yeah. Uh, because there is, it's all about trend all the time, and uh, like since maybe uh, eight, ten years ago, uh, ten during like this eight, ten years, it's a um, believable trend. But before it was more like a very f- more fantasy, fantasy. Even science fiction was more fantasy. And um, when we were working at that game, it, we were starting to bring like very modern references, <clears throat> and I kind of uh, keep that. Um, I, I still I still keeping those uh, modern references. I, I still like um, playing with those rules. Uh, and for example, when I, I do like uh, industrial piece, uh, whatever it is, like if it's uh, um, the, every every industrial um, real uh, piece are very color uh, very colored, you know. 
Yeah. Like, uh, for example, you, you have looked to an oil rig. Uh, it's all yellow. Uh, you can see, okay, this is a piece of uh, wall. Uh, another part will be all blue. So you, because it's made, it's, it's not like made for nothing. It's because it's, you need to see that for a very long distance because it's very useful. Yeah. And uh, it becomes like a design at, element, which I really love. Too. Yeah, compl yeah, completely. Yeah. That's completely Pushes functional. your eye where to look, you know? Yeah, and that's completely functional. I'm just uh, trying to mimic the same the same thing. And the funny thing about it, it just makes more elements much more uh, readable, I yeah. think. Yeah. But I just do that more for uh, when I... I'm just taking the rule uh, when I do like an industrial piece. I'm just using the rule of industrial piece from today. And when I do like a city, for example, I would just not put any color. For example, I would just play with the reference I have. We have from uh, all over the city. Uh, we don't have any like super yellow building. Uh, I, uh, at least I don't know about it. It's more like a, um, all about window concrete. So I'm just playing with. Um, with what we have uh, <laughs> today. Uh, sure. But yeah. yeah, so when I use color, it's maybe mostly an industrial piece, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Yeah, and it's something I know that you talk about in your class as well, which I think is a nice approach to like, kind of how you process where to look and how to, to make um, uh, like compositions that help the eye flow and all that kind of stuff too. Mm. what would be a dream project for you? Like what would be if you woke up or like after this podcast, you got an email, what project or movie or, or property would you love to work on most? Mm. I guess uh, a new Blade Runner movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You worked on the animation, which is also really yeah, great yeah. too. I was super because uh, I was so sad like to not, because when the movie happened, uh, like the new Blade Runner, I wasn't doing freelance anymore, but, when I hear about this movie, I was fuck. I I would have loved to to be on board, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was super happy to see the movie happening. Uh, at the same time, I was super like, I would love to be in those kind of uh, projects, you know. Yeah. And when I saw the anime email, like I've seen like uh, the title Blade Runner, and the movie was about to be released like maybe a year and a half, I was yeah, it must be connected. So. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't for the main movie, but uh, I was still super happy to be on it. But um, uh, I really, I, I would love to work with uh, Denis Villeneuve, I guess. Yeah, uh, I of think, course. Because yeah. uh, I really love his movie and uh, his vision and his, uh, yeah, I think it would be a dream project. What about Dune? He's doing Dune. Are you going to work on that? Ah, I would love, man. But <laughs> yeah. Are you a fan uh, of Frank Herbert's book? I, I haven't read it, but... Oh, um, you should read it, yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> I have so many sci-fi books I don't read. I have Foundation. I always stop at the page like 100. Yeah. And then I just restart it a year later and I just read all the time the first 100 page. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of starting to plan it. Like I write it in my sketchbook, like read those books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because so. I know it's going to inspire, inspire me much yes. more. Um, Especially with your brain, the way that you work, and then how you can take an idea that's in the pages or in the in the text, and then interpret it. You know, mm, that's yeah. that's a real power right there. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious and excited to see what he's going to do with Dune. I read Dune growing up. It's been a long time since I read it, and then I watched obviously Lynch's film, and I think it's a perfect film that needs a re remix basically because the first film is really 
like the Lynch film, um, it has a lot of errors and not errors, just it's not a great film. Basically, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. of, there's a lot of problems with it. Um, in my opinion, maybe some people love it. That's great. If you love it, don't take offense. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of things that I think could have been better. And I think that um, I think there's a perfect time for Denny and his team yeah. to make something special out of it, because it's kind of like, uh, I mean, he said he's going to make it like an adult version of Star Wars, which is really cool. So it's kind of like, um, I mean, all these stories and these, like, you know, Game of Thrones and Star Wars, they're, they're just family dramas, really. Um, mm -hmm. They're yeah. just, they're sewn together with a new look, basically. That's why, that's why, I, I mean, I really love early Ridley Scott's films because there's so much texture and layers and he's such an artist and a visual person, so... When you mm -hmm. watch like Legend, for example, is like so stunning visually or Blade Runner or a lot of his early stuff was to say like Alien, mm -hmm. you know, like Alien is such a beautiful film. I put Alien on all the time if I just want to get inspired while I'm working in 3D to like be better because, yeah, because, you know, 3D is like, like such shit when you're starting, you know, you're going in there. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, have you seen the Jodorowsky um uh, version of Dune. Um, there is a documentary uh, yeah, about it. Yeah, uh, not, not a documentary, but a, a movie. Yeah, I think it got released like a few years ago. Uh, yeah, so a, a movie of the movie that never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've watched it. It's like yeah, uh, it's, it's really it's really cool. It's also um, it's a perfect example of like when artists are get to go too too wild and too free, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Jodorowsky is such a powerful you know, person that he was able to get all these things together, but not powerful enough to, f to do the film, unfortunately, you know? So, mm. um, and, yeah, it's, it's fascinating how, because I, did, you learned uh, for every, um, everybody who, who haven't seen it, I really recommend to, to watch it because, uh, it's really the beginning of, um, the science fiction, uh, visual, uh, aesthetic mm. that just born with this, uh, and made movie and uh, it was so fascinating to see like Moebius and uh, Giger, Giger and yeah. um, uh, Chris Foss and all those guys. Yeah, uh, Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, yeah. Dan O'Bannon wrote Alien, so it all kind of yeah. coalesced from there. I, f I felt like it was a time when you look at it, you know, on paper, you look at, oh, I think this is when you see the, the growth of these artists and this development and the scenes, it was basically like the scene was developing and then Jodorowsky had such a, a good pulse on everything with mm. it that he was able to elevate it and go, Oh, these are going to be my warriors because you know, <laughs> it was, a, he just managed to put them all together, which is really great, you know, and then putting, putting those teams together and then, yeah, everybody else capital capitalized on it. Cause obviously that, that all kind of ended, you know, so it had to become something, and those mm. teams of people are became friends and they're like, let's go make this movie, you know? So <laughs> and yeah. then it went off. Cause if you listen to like the behind the scenes of Dan O'Bannon and alien and stuff, like the whole Dune thing broke and it was like kind of destroyed him. So he was like really angry. So he wrote, he went off and wrote alien, you know, cause mm. he had created a film. He had directed and created a film called dark star prior to that too. So, mm. um, but if you look at history, it repeats itself. And I'm, I always think like, where are we at in the spectrum now? You know, um, where is this at? Yeah. And there's, I think it's going to be a matter of lots of artists collaborating and making personal work. That's more avant-garde mm. style or the evolution of the art form itself, you know? Mm. But I found the new Blade Runner super, inter super interesting with that is because, uh, 
it looked like uh, maybe I'm wrong, but it looked like they were um, <clears throat> taking the same approach as the first Blade Runner movie, but with the rule and what we know about uh, you know everything today, and yeah. they just apply the same thing. Because I remember talking with my uncle who were telling me like when he was seeing Blade Runner, he was really sure just before watching the movie he was already sure like we, we will have some uh, flying car in 2000 you know <laughs> sure yeah but not and um it's funny because it looked like in the with the new blade runners in they took the same rule okay uh the building are made this way uh technology is more like that we're not going to have flying car basically uh, before maybe never because it's going to, to be so expensive too crazy to and uh, too dangerous, I don't know, but yeah. And I really like, I really love that because uh, they really try something different. They keep the approach, so you can still feel the connection with the main movie, but it's more like modern and from uh, it's it's more like f- a movie made for today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, ha- I I didn't had that feeling with the uh, recent Star Wars, which you know there is to me maybe I'm. Uh, Okay, I'm going to say it, but <laughs> but to me it's, it's just your opinion. more like the, yeah. yeah, completely. But I just have the feeling to just see an extension of what we already what have already been designed like uh, 30 years ago, sure, uh, 40 yeah. years ago, and um, that's why I'm super happy to have seen the the the, the new Blade Runner approach of trying something. Uh, and yeah, it's super refreshing, and um, maybe in 30 years it will be like. Uh, mm, like the the Blade Runner, uh, the Ridley Scott Blade Runner, some something yeah. special um, we think about, still think about, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We just need we need uh, the vision visionaries to come through. The thing mm-hmm. with Star Wars is it's exactly like when the Star Wars movies came out. Then a bunch of a slew of books came out. A bunch of Star Wars books, fiction based on worlds that were like Boba Fett's world, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, only until now, has the technology of visual effects caught up to be. Um, effective and affordable enough to be in a production to mm. now it's basically like all those books are becoming the movies. Um, and some of the books were really bad, you know, and some <laughs> of them are really good. So there you go, you know? Um, mm. but there, I think that's definitely it too. And, and, and it's, it's all a part of the same spider, uh, Spider-Man, the same star Wars universe, you know? So mm. and that makes sense because when you go to see a star Wars film, you want to have like, you know, stormtroopers and all these like you know key key things that have that are come from that world you know so but it all it all kind of makes sense and connects so in my opinion it does so um damn we didn't get into a lot of things that i wanted to but we did touch on (laughs) we did touch on a couple things we're gonna have to do another one of these podcasts because i'm gonna have to go (laughs) soon but um no it was really great to talk with you and it's i really appreciate your class your class taught me a lot. Usually sometimes I'll just put it on while I'm working just to hear your approach to things and problem solving. So that's always really good. If you're listening to this and you're wanting to, if you're, if you like Paul's work and you're curious about how he does it, like it's literally, I don't see like there's, there's no other reason why like, there's no reason not to, to take the class. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so crazy. The resources now, um, you know, you'd have to go to like college and like learn from some guy that didn't know what he was talking about. And then you would kind of maybe a- arrive at somewhere close to the results that Paul would be creating. But in years now you can literally ex- expedite that situation and, and go faster and learn exactly directly from a person. And it, it, it elevates you as an artist to learn from other creatives at a high level. So 
uh, I suggest checking it out. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. It was yeah. super cool uh, talking with you. And uh, yeah, definitely uh, next time uh, to finish the questions. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do another one and we'll go through um, some of the deeper stuff. But no, I really appreciate it. And, and thank you again for your time and coming on here. Um, before we leave, is there anything that you wanted to, to talk about in regards to what you're planning for the future or anything that's coming up soon? Uh, uh, I'm slowly uh, getting super interesting with movies, but uh, I not necessarily want to direct thing, but uh, I'm getting, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> You know, some someday you think about something, and uh, six months later you're in a different place. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because with Octane Render, all the thing, uh, displacement map, uh, your scene is existing, and you can make it move. So sometimes uh, I see my scene in 3D are not that far to be, um, especially when you do like over painting and you finish the frame. Yeah, I could just go do some back and uh, you know come back to 3D and finish the frame basically. Yeah, and from that I could just make it move. Yeah, uh, in, in the way I want. So, yeah, sometimes thinking okay, I, I would love to make those things moving, uh, but I, I have so much thing to learn and uh, it's not in my, my plan for now. But that's something I start to think about. So maybe just make some spacing flying. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just basic stuff. But I, I just, I just, when when I um, see, uh, like, try to imagine uh, one of the stuff I do, uh, I usually imagine it uh, moving. You know. Yes. So I guess it would be uh, interesting to just experiment that. Uh, Doing so, animations yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's such a pain uh, in the ass, but yeah, it's so I, cool. I, I it's so rewarding when you're done too. Yeah, it's never ending. Yeah, there's always so many things that you don't know would happen and it hit you so hard. So, <laughs> mm. but it's so rewarding. It's worth all this, the struggle to get there, obviously. But yeah, it's a, definitely a journey, that's for sure. Because it's like you just overcomplicate everything. Because so now you're like, oh, now I have to UV everything so that it yeah. works. And now I have to texture all the UVs. And oh, this one's too close. It needs to be an 8K resolution. Oh, since far away and oh this it's crashing now okay what happened you know oh why isn't this connecting uh <laughs> but yeah. i think it's uh it's definitely worthy and i would love to see what you would create with all your worlds and i mean that's the that's the evolution it's not just a still image but a, mm. a moving piece you know with music or sound or something else so super cool so yeah and that's something i, I like with your um your short film for example um because uh it looks like um, because when you do do a picture, just a frame, uh, everybody uh, can uh, you know create his own story and dream about uh, what it could be, uh, yeah. whatever. And uh, I like the idea to have this with uh, a, a film or a movie or whatever. Uh, we not necessarily having a story like uh, you read uh, like this is the story of a guy like you know. Uh, I like this uh, this way of uh, approach for a movie as well uh, yeah. to keep like the the door open for everybody. Uh, I kind of like this uh, this way. So that's something that interests me. So uh, I don't. Maybe I will do nothing. Maybe I will just try to animate one frame. Maybe I will do a, a short film. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. That sounds good. That's good that you're leaving it open though. So yeah, mm. awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And 
have an awesome day and yeah, thank you, you again too, for everything that you've done for myself and the community. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, man. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, everybody. Big thank yous to Paul for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week. You know the drill. You can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectedpodcast.com slash 199, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. You know the drill, everybody. Go out there, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>